Welcome to today's episode of the Privy Sage Podcast, where we talk about soul level shits to help you heal your life, your relationships, and turn your wounds to wisdom so you can help other people heal their lives. I'm your host, Gigi, and today is February 14th. And in the States, many people are celebrating Valentine's Day, a day where people feel called to be a little romantic, (laughs) do some commercialized things we've been conditioned to do. But astrologically, this is also going to be a very sexually potent day. (laughs) And because this is such a sexually potent day, I almost titled this podcast, What Being Celibate for Over a Year Taught Me, but we'll get into that in today's message. So, I remember a few years back doing an online training called the Self-Love Energetic Spa, and it was in honor of Self-Love Day, which is supposed to be on February 13th, and it was all about the truth and myths about self-love. And well, I'm just going to say, back then, I don't know what the hell I thought I knew. (laughs) I wasn't walking in it, for sure. I was trying, but I definitely wasn't. And I just thought I could just share it and it'll change somebody's life. But I just wasn't walking the talk as best I could because I didn't even really think I understood what it meant. So, fast forward to today and well... It was over a year of celibacy that truly opened my eyes to what self-love was and why I experienced so much heartache and pain with the men in my life and just people in my life in general. So the questions we're going to answer today is, why does love hurt? Why does it feel hard? And why can't we find men who can go deep with us? Today... I got answers. (laughs) And the funny thing is, you know how people have those um, posts where they say, if I could go back and tell my younger self such and such, and I could let them know what was on the path. Funny thing is, if I could go back and tell my younger self what I've discovered, she wouldn't get the lessons she signed up for. (laughs) Right? I wouldn't be who I am. So I let her make her way through the pain and suffering because I I am because she is, because she was, because she was willing to go through it for us. All right. So now here's what I have learned. Now, some of this is just from over life, but from my celibacy point in October of 2022, that's where I really got my hardest hard-won spiritual lessons that I wasn't willing to learn until this happened. And so in October 2022, I decided to be celibate. Well, actually, it kind of chose me. (laughs) I just stopped having sex with a human, right? (laughs) I was like, you don't deserve me. You don't deserve my energy, right? And I thought I'd be fine, right? I, I just move on with my life. I was a tough girl. But it was as if that relationship really, really kind of broke me just a little bit, right? It was harder than I thought it would be to heal it. And so the celibacy just kind of happened on its own, right? I was just no longer willing to act as if my energy and my sexual energy was a given for somebody else, right? Not a gift, 
a gift is what it really is. I just could not bring myself to be sexually intimate with men who couldn't go there with me, right? Who couldn't meet me where I was at, who just saw me as an option or were just pretending to be awake, right? So I stopped doing a do. (laughs) Was it excruciating at times not to indulge in physical sexual intimacy? One million percent. I would always be like, if if it's when I do it again, it's gonna be like I just got out of jail. <laughs> now, granted, I still dated, but I just I treated my energy like it mattered, right? And here's where I've got to finally walk my talk in self love. So when we feel our hearts aching, when it hurts, right? When we've had heartbreak. We want to close our hearts down. We want to keep the hurt out. And I didn't just have men who hurt me. Like, it was every type of relationship you could think of. It was a lot of pain and betrayal that I just, just you know, would sweep it under the rug, pretend it didn't matter. I would unconditionally love and blah, blah, blah. Right? But in those desperate, really hurt moments, we're, you, we're like, why does love hurt? And we feel out of control and we feel lost and confused. And sometimes we feel betrayed by love. Or we feel betrayed by what, what we be- say we believe in. If that's God or the universe or what have you. Right? And we usually think that the pain and the problem and the betrayal or the rejection in love starts with the other person. Or the other people. And so we're going to talk as if this is about a human <laughs> it may be dated or we're in a relationship but we see him or her as the source of both our love and our pain and when we focus out there outside of ourselves on what the other person does or what the other person doesn't do or when we don't understand how love really works that's when we end up experiencing hurt after hurt after hurt and when we get hurt enough times We start to close off and shut our hearts down. And that's what happened to me. I shut down sexually and I started to shut my heart down so people could stop hurting me. And I mean, in all my relationships, right? I started growing cold, right? And that's when you start feeling like you're forgetting how to love, right? I started growing cold and I started to notice how cold I was, right? And we start losing access to love because we're, we've been wounded in our past relationships or from parents who couldn't see us or from lovers who discarded us by saying yes when we meant no or saying no when we really wanted to say yes. I'm getting a little emotional on this one. <laughs> this one was kind of hard for me to talk about. Um, but heartbreak and abandonment and betrayal all coupled with fear and doubt and all the judgments we have about it makes love almost impossible. And the hard truth that I had to realize was, you know, Gigi just thought, oh, it's them. <laughs> it's them. Even though she missed miss inner work all day long, it's them. <laughs> but the truth is, if I had to go back and tell Gigi something, it would be. You are the block to love in your life. You are the reason it hurts. And that hurts to even think that. 
<laughs> I know nobody want to even hear that. But that truth is going to give you your power back and give you the power to change your experience. You are the reason love hurts. Mm. Because you're the reason love hurts and you are the block to love. Then you have the ability and the power to reopen and reignite love more powerfully and more deeply than ever before. Right? Right? The amount that it hurts is equal to the amount of wonderment right on the other side see what we do is we lead with our wounds we lead with our fears right and if you check your birth chart you got all of that really honest (laughs) you signed up for some lessons in love and the biggest lesson amongst them all what we all came on came here to learn is the lesson of unconditional love but we'll talk about that later time in the meantime you can grab my regretless love astrology guys and you can see what fears and wounds you're here to transform and i i did them based on your sun sign your moon sign your rising sign and your venus sign and if you want to get a glimpse into the heart or mind of somebody you love or somebody you're you may be in a future relationship with go ahead and get a guide on them as well and you can get that at ggsaffer.gumroad.com that's j-e-e-j-e-e S-A-A-F-I-R dot gum, G-U-M, road, R-O-A-D dot com. But what we do when we're leading from our wounds and we're leading from our fears is we look for the one who's going to make that hurt go away. Right? We just know somebody's going to help make the hurt go away. And that's how I ended up with my last heartbreak. Right? We think that we can try to transform the one we love into the one that will make our heart feel amazing again. But that never works. And it's the reason we break up. And what we also do, and the reason celibacy was so important for me, was that the way some of us block love is we use our sexual union as this replacement for real love and intimacy. We imagine that the pleasures of Our bodies will make all things right. But again, that never works. And when you're indulging in your sexual, when you're indulging your sexual energy with somebody else's, you're entangled in all that they are. Their dark side, their light side, and vice versa. And it can be so hard to hold your own energetic boundaries and to hold your own power when you're distracted and entangled in what you think is real love and intimacy. Right. And it can be so excruciatingly hard. Right. To break that bond when the pleasure is so good. (laughs) Right. It feels like love. That connection feels like amazing intimacy. And you think this is the right way. This is how relationships should be working out. And and I'm a Libra sun and I'm a Scorpio rising. I'm an Aries moon. And that means physical touch and deep intimacy and lovemaking and a little naughty could cloud my brain in an instant. Right. And that Aries part of me wanted it and she wanted it now. <laughs> right. And she wanted to be number one. And somewhere subconsciously, I really believed that intimacy with said person could change me right until I didn't (laughs) until I didn't think that anymore right 
I was so the bond was so strong, especially sexually. It like things were fun. You we could talk about things and all the things intellectually stimulating. My Libra liked that, right? <laughs> um, but it wasn't truth. It was it it wasn't true. So here's the problem. We don't know the real source of love. We think finding our quote-unquote soulmate or our divine compliment, as I like to call them, is going to make all the pain go away, right? And I thought that that person tried at first <laughs> to make the pain go away. They knew I had some pain, and they tried. But finding that person, so to speak, or that person you think is going to be your soulmate, just brings a new set of lessons and pain and woes until you understand the true source of where love comes from. That true source of love was me. That true source of love is you. Love lives in us. It never leaves. Although we can pretend real good that it leaves us. But it never, ever truly leaves us. Right? We only think it does when we close our hearts down. And it didn't matter how much hurt and pain I was in. Eventually, I said to myself, what I'm not going to do and what I'm not going to give the power to others to do in my life is to make me shut my heart down. Now, I will have my boundaries, but I will not build a wall to keep my opportunities out and to keep love out of my life because of what others have done in my life or what I've allowed. Right. It's an inside job. It's nobody else's responsibility to invite me out to play or make it safe for me to reveal myself. Right. And when we run from that truth, we just create more pain than love over and over again. And of course, uh, as always, I ask no one to take my words as truth. Like words don't teach. It's only life experience that truly teaches us. So here's the truth again. Love must live in you first. You must make it welcome. And it ain't waiting. <laughs> it's like, hello? <laughs> well, you're waiting. It's not waiting. Love is like, hello, I'm available. It's waiting on welcome. <laughs> Technically, your love is waiting to be welcomed again. Right? And trust. True trust. Not trust in the other person. Is trust in you. That changes relationships from hard to beautiful. Even if along the way that sometimes look, look, looks a little messy, right? You cannot get anything from a relationship that you don't already have. If you don't have inner security, you are not going to find it in a relationship. I totally thought I could. And I love it when a man makes me feel protected. Not owned, but protected, right? I love the power of a man's masculine, masculinity and strength. I love that. Right. And sometimes I could be a bit to handle. Right. Because I got Aries moon. Aries just comes with a lot of masculine energy already. So I thank goodness for my Libra nature to help me balance that out. Right. But security is something that comes from within. Right now, when if it's a dire situation or something like that, of course, having somebody who makes you feel protected and secure and safe is wonderful. Right. It was life's a little chaotic sometimes. That's wonderful. But we're talking about in this relationship, security is something in all your relationships, period, full stop. Security is something that comes from within.
right? And we'll talk about self-trust and self-loyalty in another episode in a little bit here, but it's a critical piece in relationships. If you don't have trust within you, you are not going to trust somebody else, no matter how conscious, consciously they show up. If you don't believe you're beautiful or desirable, they will never convince you that you are, even when they truly see you that way. If you're not happy before a relationship or or joyful or satisfied with yourself before a relationship, you will not ultimately be happy in one either, right? No matter how great that person is. If you don't rest in true self-assurance and true self-love, you are never going to trust it, right? Let alone feel it from somebody else, right? And to top it off, if you don't have self-responsibility, self leadership you are going to blame the other person and that's going to destroy love if you don't have emotional depth the true joy of love is just going to escape you if you avoid conflict which was another hard lesson the libra had to learn (laughs) the libra and me had to learn if you avoid conflict your relationship is going to suffocate under the weight of all your unspoken words if you don't honor your own needs, which again, I did that. The love you once had is going to get buried in resentment. And this is what celibacy gave me the space to finally see. Those habits of seeking experiences outside of myself, particularly through a romantic partner, just left me lonely time and time again, even if I was sleeping next to somebody, right? Right. Our attempts to get something, to find something, to grasp for something from someone else will start to create separation. Eventually, our partner, in the presence of this subtle and sometimes not so subtle, needy energy will make them back away until they finally leave. And often we we won't really know why they left. And don't get me wrong. Hearing words of affection and being loved in a way that feels good and spending quality time together and being desired and feeling someone's trustworthy or dependable and laughing together and enjoying each other's bodies are all valid when you're choosing a romantic partner, right? It's natural to desire those things, even require those things. But it's when we decide that the source of those things comes from the relationship, right? That's the problem. (laughs) it's the neediness or the dependency that makes it a repelling experience it's the expectation and demand that overrides how priceless it is to be yourself and to be authentic that's what makes relationships hard all these ridiculous expectations and demand right when you have to get your inner experiences from your partner for them For them, it's going to feel like they can't ever do enough. They can't ever win. They can't ever get it right. Right? So I take responsibility for myself in every relationship that I've been in. You just can't say it was all them. It was all their fault. What did you allow? What did you choose? What did you let go on longer than it should have? Right? What were you allowing? Why were you giving your power over to someone else to fulfill you? Right? And they can... Your partner feels like it don't matter how much love or you feel like no matter how much love you pour in it's never gonna be enough right and that leaves both partners powerless the one who's seeking the love and the happiness and the security is gonna feel powerless to get what they want and desire 
and seem to need and the other partner is going to feel powerless to actually deliver it right and that destroys relationships relationships with people who could have been divine compliments you never know so what's the antidote when we embody that that when we embody it will change all of this what's what's the antidote underneath everything you might seek in a relationship lies a perception that you lack it in yourself that you lack it in your life that you lack it in your wholeness but in your wholeness you lack nothing you need nothing from someone else that you do not already have within yourself when you aren't in contact with your own wholeness relationships are really fucking hard excuse my language (laughs) oh don't excuse it who knows what i'll say next time (laughs) we still think someone else is here on this planet to complete us and that's just not truth right great relationships in my opinion arise through two whole people coming together now i'm not saying perfect people (laughs) definitely not definitely definitely not but two divine human beings who have the desire and capacity and commitment to not have to depend on the other person for their own happiness and fulfillment in life Yes, we can feel happy and fulfilled with them. Yes, they add to our lives. Yes, it feels amazing to trust them. Yes, it feels great to feel like somebody truly has your back. But we cannot hold them responsible for our happiness and fulfillment. Unless, of course, you just crave disappointment all the time. (laughs) Then by all means. So then how do we do wholeness? (laughs) Wholeness comes through it's a continuous process so don't let me make anybody think you get to this place (laughs) and the work is done because they say there at every level there's a new devil (laughs) and i don't mean the devil as a person but there's there's a new level just like the video game right something else to master but wholeness comes through a deep relationship with yourself right when we find the courage to not just know ourselves but to know ourselves intimately and that doesn't necessarily have to mean sexually as well (laughs) although it could right because pleasure is important we will discover all the blocks we are we are having to our wholeness and that's what's gonna make our relationships easier i don't i'm not saying they won't be without challenge right but it will make it easier our blocks to wholeness generally show up in the form of rejecting ourselves abandoning ourselves and then when you double that up with habits relating to trusting ourselves and knowing that we're worthy and accepting ourselves that's what keeps us blocked and it's crazy to think especially when you're a high level human which a lot of people who listen to me are But when we don't honor and heal those things, we tend to doubt that we're still lovable. And we pretend we think, oh, no, I I know I'm lovable. Nope, you're showing me you don't think so. (laughs) And believe me, I still have that, right? When I show myself, I forget that I'm lovable, right? And as a Libra, it was so easy for me to lose myself in favor of my partner, I always knew that being with me elevated my partner, but I had to eventually realize that I needed to be with somebody who elevated me too, right? And not just through money or fun times and adventure, right? 
they had to meet my Scorpio nature with emotional depth and authenticity, right? They had to be able to meet me way beyond the surface level. Otherwise, I would just resent, resent my partners because I'd sold myself out in favor of their growth, right? But when you learn to relate to yourself by honoring yourself, when you stop rejecting parts of yourself, when you start to embrace your beauty and your mess, your strength and your weakness, your brilliance and your challenge, then there's no longer anything to be rejected by somebody else. When you stop rejecting you, when you stop judging you so much, nobody else can reject you. Right. The self-confidence, the self-trust and the self-honor that come from a genuinely loving relationship with yourself means that you stop playing these unconscious games, trying to prove that you're worth loving. (laughs) Sometimes you you still hear them lessons, girl, (laughs) trying to prove that you're worth loving. Right. That you're good enough. You stop trying to demand That somebody else make you feel safe. Because that's when you are safe within yourself. Right? You're safe with you because you trust you. When you love yourself, you no longer need to ever again try to be who you're not or to get or find love. Right? Because you'll know that you can't lose what's already in you. You're looking for love, but it's already here. And it all starts with trust. Self-trust is knowing that even though we are human and we are going to mess some stuff up and we are imperfect, right? We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things we wish we hadn't. We might say things we wish we hadn't. We remain inherently good, worthy, and lovable. Now, that absolutely never means that you just disqualify bad behavior. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But you get it. At the end of the day, if you could see the higher self within another person they are good worthy and lovable when we embody true self-trust we know in our heart and in our gut that we will in fact be okay no matter what happens we don't need to be perfect we don't need to get it right all the time when we rest in self-trust we welcome mistakes because we know they deliver moments of great learning But that doesn't mean it doesn't take away from our inherent goodness, right? We realize we can pick up the pieces and keep having a good life no matter what we do or don't do. And that's the greatest lesson celibacy and heartbreak and hard relationships came to teach me. That love had to live in me first, right? That I'm one with the source of my love. I am the love of my life. The one who needed the unconditional love first was me. And if I can't trust myself and trust the guidance that comes through me, through that source, then I can't trust somebody else. And I certainly can't trust love. And with that type of love and trust comes healthy boundaries. Right. And in my opinion, energetic boundaries are the most important. And then words and action. Right. And so in this grand year of 2024, this is the year of practicing boundaries. This is the year of self-trust, of self-respect, of self-honoring, of self-satisfaction, of self-recognition, of seeing yourself, right? Of self-validation, right? That doesn't take away from your relationship. It adds, 
to because you're not needing somebody else to do it for you. Right? Because again, when you need somebody to do it for you, right, you will live for their validation, but you'll die from their rejection. (laughs) Right? You can't die if you're not rejecting yourself. And so this is a year returning to using my sexual energy for power, for magic, not acting like my energy is a given and not a gift, right? And it's going to be an interesting ride. (laughs) So come along and let's see what shakes out. And I will talk to you in the next episode of the Privy Sage podcast.